Hi, this is Craig Isod answering a question I get asked quite often, and that is how Martha and I got into the stove and fireplace business. Um, neither of us were brought up with any energy awareness. Martha's father remodeled restaurants, and my dad uh, made maternity dresses, actually, for Sears Catalog uh, as an independent contractor. Uh, Martha and I uh, grew up in the 60s, and uh, when we were teenagers, we got interested in a new publication at the time called Mother Earth News, even though we happened to live in the city. Uh, but Mother Earth News ended up showing us that there was these other ways of life, and there was such thing as uh, the rural world. There was a world outside of the cities, and uh, there was a type of a way of life that was uh, maybe more independent and self-reliant than, than what we had seen in the suburbs and city. Uh, also, we became vegetarians when we were 16 years old, partially because of the energy and environmental aspect of eating plants. It's much more en energy efficient, for instance. Uh, it takes 15 pounds of grain protein to create one pound of beef protein. So obviously, if you eat the grain protein, you are consuming a whole lot less energy. But the real story starts when we were about 18 years old and uh, Martha and I uh, sort of hooked up and started hitchhiking up and down the East Coast and into the Appalachian Mountains. We ended up meeting uh, quite a few back to the land characters as well as a bunch of folks who of course never left. Um, our first homestead was a rented house on the side of a river in West Virginia, $30 a month at the time heated by a wood stove, uh, which luckily was installed by uh, the landlord who hired somebody local who knew what they were doing and they actually installed a, a proper Class A chimney up through the roof. A good thing because I do remember uh, that glowing bright red one day. But of course we needed firewood uh, and uh, here I was an 18 year old uh, city slicker who really knew not much about uh, getting firewood. But uh, I found out I, I needed to purchase a chainsaw. So I went down to a little supply house in this town of about 300 people in West Virginia and walked in and, and looked at a, a chainsaw. I think it was a uh, still at the time, or maybe a McCulloch, I forget. And it was $169. And of course, I didn't have any kind of money like that at the time. Um, but I was surprised when the guy um, took the thing and asked me for $20 and handed it over the counter to me and told me to pay him $10 a month until it was paid off. No papers signed, nothing like that. Um, things are definitely different out in the country. Uh, turned out uh, we got to be friendly with the guy. and He was a beekeeper and we bought uh, tons of, I shouldn't say tons, pounds, many pounds of honey off of him, uh, which we used for various purposes. Anyway, turns out we spent the next three years in West Virginia and um, eventually moved to Tennessee where there was more work and we used wood stoves for 100% of our heat. So when we finally returned to suburban Philadelphia area in 1973, getting a wood stove was the first priority. Uh, we, we looked hard around and it was very difficult to find anything, you know, a wood stove around uh, Philadelphia or southern New Jersey where we lived at the time. We finally found an oval sheet metal king model at an appliance store in Trenton, New Jersey and installed it into a metal class A chimney uh, which I installed in our small ranch house. Wood stoves were very rare in southern New Jersey at the time. In fact, 
one time the fire department stopped by and wanted to know why smoke was coming out of our roof vent. Fast forward to about 1978 and energy was starting to pervade the national consciousness. We moved into a larger house and needed a new stove to put into the existing masonry fireplace. Martha went to the local farm fair and noticed these newfangled heavy-duty airtight stoves uh, called Fisher. She brought back some crude brochures which uh, priced the stoves out. As I remember, it was $495 for one, but if you bought three, the price went down to $325 a piece. That was sort of the uh, aha moment. You know, at the time I was working as a remodeling contractor, barely making a living. We figured out if we could buy three stoves or a few stoves, resell some, and then get ours for free. I also started doing a lot of research on stoves and energy in such publications as the Energy Primer and the Whole Earth Catalog. Before long, we were contacting manufacturers and importers to see what was available. But we still didn't have a place to sell these products, so we converted the dining room in our house to a small showroom, put a couple stoves there, and placed a small classified ad in a local penny saver. We received a few phone calls and sold, uh, as I remember, a tub of furnace cement and one stove. But it became evident real quickly that our dining room was not the place to market wood stoves. First of all, bringing them in and out the, uh, the back door uh, was, was sort of tough. I had to set up a bunch of planks and dollies and things like that. This was during the end of 1978 and beginning of 1979. And the combination of Three Mile Island, the Arab oil embargo, and the Carter presidency soon put energy on the front burner. I spoke to my dad who owned a property on a side street near the uh, downtown village area of Medford, New Jersey. Turns out the back of this property contained an old carriage house which had a small downstairs room and an upstairs artist studio that was rented out. There was no plumbing or heat and the floor was made of loose bricks and sand. He was allowing the school board to store some desks in there for free and was easily convinced to let us fix up the place and uh, set a couple stoves there. We enclosed an open front porch moved our stoves there and had our official first opening day on a Saturday in early May 1979. We sold five stoves that day and based on that it became evident we might actually have a feasible business. For a long while I still did my remodeling and also installed the stoves we sold. Martha would open up the store and staff it until I did my jobs whether they were you know installations for the store or outside carpentry jobs I would then show up in the afternoon, allowed her to go home and take care of our two little girls. On Saturday, which was our busy day, we dropped the kids at Grandma's and also have a local chimney sweep named George O'Neill help us in the store. Uh, George is still a friend today, uh, 25 or more years later. Uh, two quick memories that come to mind. First, the original showroom was just eight stoves sitting on the floor in a semicircle. No displays, hearths, or anything else. Uh, another is the, the main brands of the early days. Uh, our first brands were Upland, Warner, a steel stove, Ulifas, a cast iron European model. I think it was made by the same foundry, Dover or Dovre, that, that makes stoves uh, still currently. Uh, they were the first brands, and we followed them soon with Morso, Comforter, and Old Mill. At the time, there was no such thing as fireplace inserts. That pretty much concludes the story of the beginning, 
of our voyage into the stove business. Thanks for listening.